Blog Talk Radio. Radio. Okay, listeners, so are you feeling the acceleration of the energy right now? Because I am, and I am not finding it easy to navigate at all. You know, I'm an energy therapist, and normally <laughs> I can take it for a long time, and I don't really, it doesn't jar me, but for the past couple of weeks, it really has been out of hand. So I know that we are most definitely being catalyzed into a new kind of knowing. And quite frankly, it can't happen fast enough for me because the journey is is hell. We are talking about going from the information age to the intuitive age. So sit back and get ready because there are new rules in play and there is a way to move beyond the frustration, I really hope so, (laughs) and move to a place of peace and thriving. This will be good for all of us to learn. This is your host, T. Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio. 
I am the founder and CEO of the Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I am also a reconnective healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice located in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. And as you know, Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. My guest, Penny Pierce, a well-respected international expert on intuition and perception. She is a gifted clairvoyant, empath, and visionary, and a pioneer in the intuition development movement. She has worked around the world as a coach and trainer to business and government leaders, psychologists, scientists, and those on the spiritual path since 1977. Penny has been affiliated with the Center for Applied Intuition, the Institute for the Study of Conscious Evolution, Coach University, Coaches Training Institute in Europe, the Arlington Institute Futurists, and the Kaiser Institute, which trains hospital CEOs in the development of intuitive skills. She has led Vision Quest tours, hosted a TV talk show, presented keynotes and workshops at colleges and conferences internationally, and appeared on radio and television interview shows international. She is also an author, having written many books, among which is Leap of Perception, the 2014 Silver Nautilus Book Award for Science and Cosmology, and our topic of discussion. So, Penny, Welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time to join us here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being? I am being very well. Thank you very much. (laughs) It's a pleasure to be with you tonight. (laughs) Yes, it is, because we need this tonight. I just, it's been, I don't know, usually the energy when it's sporadic and it's going crazy doesn't bother me that much, doesn't affect me that much, because as you know, when you're doing energy work, it goes through you and helps you just as much as it helps the patients or the client. So I get it every day. But the past probably, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks, it's been horrific. And everybody that comes in to my practice is saying the same thing. And I think to myself, yeah, I'm feeling it too. I'm feeling it too. And it's really gotten to me over the past two days, the frustration levels so high that when you're talking to people and trying to ascertain what to do about a situation and spending three hours on the phone with tech support, I'm literally in tears, literally. And I am not a crier, but it's a great release. And it's been so difficult. What do you make of all of that? Is that part of this whole transformation? Yeah, well, you know, I've noticed that too, but really from pretty much this whole year, on and off, yeah. it has felt very, very snagged, like energy is just pushing in hard and fast and almost faster than you can comfortably integrate it. It's in a way to to be able to integrate this increasing frequency. I think you have to really, you know, drop into the present moment, get out of your left brain, get out of language, and you know, be really be in your body and and merge with the the world around you in, in this kind of quiet nature like way. You know, and and if you can do that, your body will adapt very quickly. But because we're so much scattered and in our left brain, and if you've been dealing with technology stuff, you know, that course, you know, that's the opposite of, of the energy. Um, yeah. But I think that because things are so accelerated right now, we're living much more in a sort of vast present moment. It's, we, we may not have totally noticed it yet, but things have been going faster and faster and faster so that repercussions are almost instantaneous. Like you think a thing and it, then it happens really fast, you know. And mm-hmm. So there, there's like that healing can be instantaneous too as well as frustration. You right. Know? So, 
you can you can materialize something you've placed your attention on very quickly. You can dematerialize something very quickly, and you can create problems for yourself very quickly and and yeah. get rid of them very quickly. Um, and it's it's all about the way we're using our attention, I think. Yeah, and you know it's funny because probably I'm going to say probably for the last ten years I've been noticing there's a quickening, there's a quickening, there's a quickening, and every year it gets quicker and quicker. And this yeah. year has been so embroiled in so much negativity, TV, political aspects, everything, everything. And it's just so fast and hitting hard, like you said. But since the election, I'll say, it has quickened even more. Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't really seen anything yet. I think that what we're – if I can go back just a step or two to explain yep. what I think is happening, um, because I, too, have been noticing this acceleration over the years. I mean, and I've been at this quite a while, watching yeah. the undercurrent of what's going on underneath the surface of things and in people's lives. And um, uh, it, it just feels to me like the, the vibration in the physical world, in the, in the earth, is increasing, which then increases the vibration of our bodies – and makes us become ultra-sensitive to things that we never had to notice before because they were too low frequency. We didn't, we, could, we didn't see them. It was like we did have a place for the subconscious mind before, you know, where you could deny things and suppress things and they, you could mm-hmm. pretend they were invisible. But now that realm has increased in frequency, and that stuff can't really stay down there anymore. So it's all kind of popping up to the surface because there's nowhere to hide. You know, and so of course, what we're seeing then is this release of fear and negativity, and um, you know, into in, in an individual life, it comes up as as your daily round. You know, what comes into your life every day in in societal processes, it comes up as current events. You know, so we're seeing both the individual and the collective level of fear surfacing. And because it's so overwhelming, right, you know, it looks like we're drowning in it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why politics got so uh, polarized in this past year, in that when fear comes up, we always go into the either or, you know, polarized mm-hmm. viewpoints on things, always into conflict. And, you know, it's it's not me, it's you, that kind of thing. And we can't see the unity. We get caught in separation. And that's yeah. what's been surfacing now. And it looks awful. It is awful. Uh, it, and if you identify with it, it, it perpetuates pain and suffering. But the whole purpose is to clear it, right? I mean, right. We're, we're, we can't get rid of fear until we see it, until we can see it, and then we can understand it. And then we can say, oh, gosh, that was, that's not even real. You know, I, get, I have a better reality. You know, and so we're we're starting to learn to clear this stuff, um, and yet it's really challenging right now because it seems so overwhelming. And it's interesting because you don't even—I mean, I don't turn on the TV except to get the weather. I don't watch the news. I've, I've avoided all of these things, and I've told my clients and everything. You know, you—it doesn't matter if you read this or you're not reading it, the energy is going to hit you. It's just going to hit you harder if you buy into it, listen to it, read it, suck it in. If you're not sucking yeah. it in, it's easier to deal with. Do you agree with that? Totally. I, I think whatever you place your attention on becomes more mm. real for you. you know. And if you look at the, the left, to me it's a lot of left brain perception right now that we're caught in. And we're starting to learn to move into the right brain and into the body and the heart and the the energy field around us, you know, which is conscious. But it's conscious in a different way than we're used to knowing things. You know, the left brain is linear. It's sequential. It's cause and effect thinking. It's analytical, you know, and everything's separated when you think from the left brain. It takes effort to cross the empty gaps to get to your goal, you know, for instance. And, um, And as we move to the right brain... Uh, things become merged. You know, the right brain perception doesn't even have language. It's just immersion into the direct experience of life. You know, and you you can know anything or everything at once. You need then the left brain to interrupt that continuity in order to b- make things conscious. You know, so the left brain is not being outmoded. It just shouldn't be the boss, you know. 
and and it is what I think it perpetuates fear. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, so um, yeah. it, we're in a, a. That's why I wrote Leap of Perception because I think that transformation is really a perceptual shift. That when you change your perception of the way you see reality working, you change your own identity. Literally, you change reality. You change the rules of the way things function. And I think that's what's happening today. We're moving out of linear, which is the information age, into spherical, all at once, inside the present moment, the big ball of the present moment, if that makes sense, um, Mm -hmm. into something that is immediate and all at once, and everything's inclusive. There's no separation, in fact. Right? There's nothing outside the ball. The ball just gets bigger when you expand your frequency. You know, there is no outside world. Everything's part of you. And this is a hard thing to start to understand, but but it's like um, sometimes I call it an inner geometry of perception. You know, we're changing a basic fundamental geometry of the way we're seeing life working. Does that make sense? And <laughs> it's a little it, abstract. It does. No, no, it's not. It, it does make sense. And I'm going to ask you, because you mentioned in your book that that we will be experience our um, experience ourselves as a new kind of human being. So is is that what you mean by that? Yes, I think that we're starting to understand that we have everything available to us. It's all inside the ball, and that we are spherical in nature. And that, in other words, you can know anything. If you want a new reality, you place your attention, not intention, attention on that possible reality. You feel into it. You, you step into it as though it's a little movie. And you get the, the feeling state of it so that your body recognizes it. And pr- lo and behold, within very short time now, those things will start emerging out of your personal field around you and your reality will shift. They always used to say so- in metaphysics, you know, the universe does a lot of the work for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they mean. You choose the frequency, and it's not in the future anymore. It's just at a different frequency, right. potential now. realities yeah. now instead of future realities. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay, so um, when you say yeah. focus on the attention versus the intention, because mm-hmm. we're we've been so programmed to intend this, intend that, intend the other thing, yeah. and then let it it's go. It's a big buzzword actually right now, and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, it's old. It's part of old perception because when you use intention, you're unconsciously thinking of a future that's separate from you and that you need to use mm-hmm. willpower to cross that empty gap to make that thing happen. And that's not the way actually it works in the new perception. Everything's already connected. It's already present. All you have to do is place attention, which is in the present moment, on the thing that you're interested in. And enjoy it or love it, and it will love you back, and it'll want to come to you. You know, and it's like, it's so easy. It's like super fluid. Well, okay, and there you go. It's so easy, and yet, it's not. <laughs> okay, it's say really more. hard. Yeah, it's really hard sometimes to uh, to. You're focusing all your attention on something that you need to make happen, that you need, you need it to work so that you can move on with the next step. So you're focusing on, okay, well, this is going to happen, and that will take care of itself, and I need to do this, and you're focused on it. But there's glitches all along the way. I mean, big-time glitches and things go wrong. It's not as smooth as you would like it to be. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with that attention that I'm giving those things when they don't flow as smoothly as I feel that they should, because I've been in flow many times and I know what that means. And I, and I've seen it in my life and it's like, yeah, everything's moving along. Great. This is good. And then uh, sometimes a new project and all of a sudden it's like, what is going on? Why am I running? Am I supposed to be doing this or not? And I don't get to know you're not supposed to be doing it. It's just getting harder to make it happen. So what is, what is wrong with the attention? And a lot of people are experiencing this. What is wrong with the mm-hmm. attention that me and others are giving to it, that it's not going as smoothly as we would like it to? Okay. So I think there are a couple possible reasons or causes. Um, one could be that we get ahead of ourselves and jump into the result before, you know, it's, it, there's a new way of doing planning now where you go out and you feel the vision 
and you place attention into the vision and you love it. And then you come back to your body, you rock back into the physical world, and you say, and what task right now would be the just right next task to do that I would enjoy doing, not that I have to do, there's no shoulds, um, what comes to me that really wants to happen next? And then do it with full enjoyment and involvement. When it's done, relax, go back out and check the vision. And how is it doing now? Oh, and then now what's the next step that wants to come out of that maybe revised vision or slightly improved vision? And then, so it's a, like a round trip, right? You know, you're going out, yeah. you're coming back, you're back and forth, and check, check, check all the way along. And don't lock things down. And then don't get ahead of yourself because it might be very important to give full attention to some mundane thing that you your left brain thinks is stupid, but really it's very important. So that's one kind of thing, I think. Um, another Another possible reason is that people think they have to do everything alone, that it's all up to me. You know, and I got the vision. I know how it's going to work. I've got to make everybody come into alignment with this vision. And and there's a kind of a need for a, a, a softening of of that almost ego vibe, you know, that left brain vibe again, where you say, wait a minute, there's a lot of people doing this with me, and everybody's got good ideas, and even there are non-physical beings helping me. And let me relax a little bit and just see what everybody kind of here has in mind, and let's let it be a co-creation. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a lot of the pressure off of the the willpower again, and then it allows the flow to happen. And the flow, when you're really in it, as you know, it has a wisdom of its own, and it works. Mm-hmm. It's not like perfect. It's just right. It's not righteous. Right. It's just right. You know, it just has this for for each moment. What needs to happen happens, and you need to. And there needs to be trust in that, partly as well. You know, like I had a year where I was trying to write a new book, and I kept getting distracted with um, my, all my appliances broke. I think my refrigerator mm. melted down four times, and I had to like <laughs> getting they repaired the compressor, and it worked. Worked. It didn't work again. You know, it was like good, good. You know, okay, I have to melt down. You know, I need to let go. And part of what I was writing about was this idea of becoming more transparent and open and so forth, you know, and it was just almost comedic, the, you know, symbolism of what was going on in in the life, you know. So I think we have to, like, drop into the mundane a lot of times and find the spiritual reason for everything that's in there, you know, and just, you know, kind of have a, a chuckle. You know, if you can, because otherwise, you know, there's some meaning in there deep down. Some, some, I, I do believe that, that there's a reason, a lesson that goes on in everything. It's all evolutionary. I believe that there's a lesson in everything as well. Sometimes it's just so difficult to figure it out. And then it's like, it's not up to me to figure it out. It's up to me to just learn it and not, and get it. (laughs) Like after the fact and say, okay, I got it. You know, mm-hmm. why am I trying to figure it out? It's because you're a Capricorn and you analyze everything to death, T. You know, so <laughs> that I know about right. me. But the stupid things, you know, the things that, it, it, you know, you do everything and, okay, everything's been done. Why isn't it happening? It's not happening fast enough, okay? And I can relate to both sides of what you said it could be this or this it's both sometimes it's both you know that that statement really came that's a left brain statement because the soul and the right brain will say everything is fine it's happening at its own speed it's just right right and that then empowers synchronicity and you know these convenings of people who suddenly show up and you know but when you're it's not happening fast enough your left brain is talking about what isn't happening Right, which actually right. stops the flow. It it actually blocks yeah. the flow, and we yeah, do that all that. the time. <laughs> no, no, I know, but we we do it all the time anyway, because that's just the way, you know, we're sort of programmed, and we're having to unlearn yeah. that now and relearn a whole new way of of being and working with our perception. And you our know, mind. And one of the things, yes. Yes, and one yeah. of the things, and I'm going to hit on, I hit on this on a lot of different shows, and, and people are probably sick of hearing it, but it's so true. One of the, the talk, topics that um, you mentioned was technology and our attention deficit. And, yeah. you know, 
it is so prevalent in our society. No one pays attention really at all. I'm an observer, and I don't have all the technological gadgets. I don't even know how to text. So mm-hmm. when people say to me, uh, can I text you? It's like, no, you can't. I don't have a magic phone. I have a flip phone. I don't do any of that because I'm with patients all day, and they can either email me or leave me a voicemail message. It's too much stuff to check when you're checking yeah. all these different places. I can't do that. It's too overwhelming for me. So as an observer, you know, I I just prefer it that way, but I constantly see what is going on. And and, and I think attention, the awareness, as you said, is, first of all, is, is vital to our being. And technology is great, but it, everything taken to an extreme becomes a negative, you know. And yeah. when you use it for the right stuff, it's good, but it's mm-hmm. becoming an addiction to people, a real addiction yeah. And it's it's not always consuming. It's all consuming for many, many people. Yeah, I think we're sort of in a, what would you say, not a war, but a um, a growth pattern where, you know, the, the technology jumps ahead. It's like a leapfrogging kind of thing where the te- technology jumps ahead of our mind and makes us speed up. Then suddenly, maybe, hopefully, we're going to realize, hey, wait a minute, I'm telepathic. I'm clairvoyant. I already know more than my cell phone knows, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll leapfrog over the, the technology, but it's introduced us to the idea that, oh, maybe we can know more all at once, you know. Um, but I think that our powers as humans are so much more advanced than any machine will ever be. We'll always be yes. ahead of the machines. And and what I, I mourn in a way is, I, or I would like to get people excited about is their own skills you know their own attention skills their abilities with the power of their own imagination the power of their own attention to reveal and create realities almost instantly how really truly powerful our attention is and our minds are you know um but yeah i think that we are at this point seeing the negative side of attention in in attention deficit and divided attention and seeing how you know it really doesn't work and it's going to create a, a backlash i think it's creating a backlash in people now with regard to health there are so many health yeah. issues that because it's creating stress and stress manifests in so many different forms it is stress is what causes every disease on the planet i firmly believe that I really do. It, it, whether yeah. it's stress, emotional stress, physical stress, if you strain yourself too much, that's stress. It creates so much, ha- wreaks so much havoc in the human body. And people don't pay attention to that because they just have to keep going and going and going. You are not the Energizer Bunny. You don't have that kind of a battery. You need to take a break for yourself. Women particularly need to nurture themselves, and they do not do that. They need to slow down and just say, it's all right to say no. It's always okay to stand up for yourself. It's always okay to say no. And quite frankly, it's always right to ask a question. So sometimes people don't advocate for themselves. And Mm. if you never ask a question, the answer is always going to be no. So you need to ask the question. Um, And the the technology, you know, people laugh at me all the time. You know, I'm constantly being admonished for not having the right kind of phone or, you know, T, you got to get into this age. No, I don't. I don't because that's not the life I choose to live. And I don't, I'm not completely out of it, but when certain things happen, it's like, look, this is not a language I speak. I, I do not, I do not know how to do this stuff. So I need help with it. And then you have to go and well, find somebody who's willing to help you. I'm similar with you. I don't use um cell phone much unless I'm traveling because it's mm-hmm. just an, like you said, it's an extra thing to have to pay attention to. And there's already enough social media and stuff that you have to keep, putting content into you know that mm-hmm. it's enough it's enough already i'd rather be in the garden i'd rather go into the yeah. nature i'd rather um work with quiet time yeah. and and go deep than shallow and That's broad the and best across technology the, you know. there is you know mm-hmm. the best technology is going within and, and figuring it out on your own and just being with who you are and being happy with that people think they're going to find happiness on their cell phone lately going out to a restaurant my husband and I are the only two at a table talking. Now, my husband is um, in, in IT, big time in IT, uh-huh. okay? He, uh-huh. does, he, does not ha- he does not have a magic phone. 
He doesn't have mm-hmm. a phone. He, he has a flip phone, and quite frankly, it's on the kitchen counter charging every single day. He rarely takes it to work. And people mm-hmm. are saying, well, how can he possibly be in IT? Well, because they know where to find him. He doesn't right. need to be that accessible. <laughs> and he's actually working instead of talking yeah. on the phone. Yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't be a good person to work for, you know, because I see people. I had a client come in, and she she told me that she was going to her boss to ask for um, more time because she didn't have time to get projects done. I said, well, why can't you do all these projects? Did they fire somebody? Did they give you more? She says, no, it just seems a lot. So it hit me all of a sudden, and I said to her, do me a favor for the next week before you come in, track how often you're on your phone looking at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. I know the names. I don't know what they do. You know, I said, all these things. And when you're talking on the phone personally, do, do me that favor. And she did. She came in a week later. And I said to her, how much time was it? And she goes, two and a half hours. And I said, wow, that's a lot. And she goes, I, I said, that's a lot for a week. And she goes, no, that's a day. And I said, excuse me? And I said, that's a day and a half that you're wasting that means money. And you're, you're, he's paying you from Monday through Thursday at noon. And then the rest of the time he's paying you, you're not working for him. I would fire you. And she mm-hmm. said, you would? I said, oh, yeah. yeah. I, if I saw somebody on their Facebook page at work, there'd be, there's one, you get three shots. Third shot, you're out the door. No, no. Mm-hmm. You get a break and you get lunch. They're, people don't care. They don't care that they're spending your money. Please don't tell me how to spend my money. If you're working for me, work for me. And, and I think it's gotten to the point where people think it's just okay. It's not okay. There is no work ethic anymore. The technology has really wreaked havoc on our society in a very big way that people don't even think about. That shocked me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a kind of a well, – I'm always looking under these trends for the spiritual causes of it. So for one thing, I mean, everybody's needing to be connected with their friends and their networks – is a kind of sign that we're moving into collective consciousness in many ways. You know, like we're starting to understand what group mind is and that we're not alone, that we're all interconnected in a kind of a larger sphere. You know, we have our Mm -hmm. individual sphere, but we also are now part of a larger sphere. And that's an identity, too. That's part of our identity as well. And so, so part of that constantly being interconnected on the phone, I think, is the beginning of the understanding of the spiritual reality of that, you know. And, and then at the same time, there's a sense of almost narcissism, uh, almost like a renewed sense of ego. Uh, sometimes I think of it like um, a, 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 pre, a preliminary level of self-understanding. You know, like, oh, first, before we can feel the really, the real self or the self as soul, we have to at least acknowledge that we have a self, you know, and that I'm okay and I'm good and so I'm, I, you know, I'm special and I'm the best. And so we get all this, this sort of bling and the, you know, the reality TV stuff where everybody wants to be better than everybody else and, and so this that I, my way is right. I'm an, like an illegal immigrant, but I have rights, you know, and, and yeah. everybody's like, I have rights, you know, um, whether you've earned it or not. Right. And, you know, and I'm not, I'm not con- conservative or too liberal either way politics, but there's just certain things to me that are sort of common sense. Yeah. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I'm, but I'm seeing even that, that need for, um, recognition and and identity and to be famous for 15 minutes um, is a way, a first step or two of getting into the true experience of the self as the soul, you know, of a more enlightened version of the self. So I I always try to spin it so that it's a more positive understanding. But, But, you know, people, the problem is people are getting attached to those limited identities, and then it's harder to get yeah. them out of it again, you know, where there's a, a lot of a fear a, involved, then there's a lot of yeah. attachment involved. It's an addiction. Yeah. Yeah, and then it becomes it really, an addiction. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And even the medical community is like, there's an addiction out there, technology. Little kids, little kids don't need a phone. If you're five years old, you don't need a phone. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, you don't need a phone. You need the kind you that you dial up. And, well, yeah, there are. Not in your you room. You need toys. You know. You need you need yeah. art. You need crayons. To create. You need, you know, stuff you make you out need, of your own self. 
in, in, a, in, a, in a bicycle that you, you know, go riding in a big wheels or something. There are no children playing in neighborhoods now. They don't get out and get any right. physical activity. It's really a right. shame. And being out in nature is so creative and it can help you to really further your own growth. And yet it's stunted. Art programs are missing from schools because, you know, they don't have the funds for it. And that's a shame because it's a great way for people to create. I mean, Einstein created, he understood the creativity process and yeah. that was part of what he did. So, you know, I look at that and I think you're not creating when you're on these phones where the colors are not true to nature. They're ruining the retinas in, in your eyes. They're, you know, you can't sleep when you're, that's the last thing you look at and you wonder, why can't I get any yeah. sleep? That's the first question I ask people. What's the last thing you do? Your melatonin levels are messed up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it thinks it's daytime. Yeah. Well, yep. and we have the official, yep. you know, statement now that we have nature deficit disorder. There's a thing. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. oh my God, what next? There's a thing for everything. What next? Yeah. Um, which, you know, just kind of points us back to the idea that, you know, there are some skills we can learn about our own abilities, and, and we have to, like, become curious about them. I think that's the motivation here. It's like, wait a minute, who am I aside from technology and my friends and cell phones and networks? Who am I? And, yeah. and what am I capable of? And, I mean, everybody at some point needs to face that and gets interested in that, I think. You know, it's evolutionary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot of confidence in the younger generations because I have more and more of them as clients now, and they're already turned on at a pretty high level and understand yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, and, you know, they're not getting as confused as, you know, previous generations did. Well, they're coming so, in a lot smarter. <laughs> yeah, and and compassionate really and are. really yes. interconnected with a lot of mm-hmm. you know the the whole mental plane and and higher dimensions and stuff and um, so they but they need help um, with intuition development because a lot of times they don't get the emotional body they don't know right. how to bring all that that they have at the higher dimensions down through this chaotic emotional realm which is so awful right now to bring it into yeah. the body and into the physical world. And so they need guidance from people who know how to do that now, teachers and, and people who understand, you know, this process. And I think the arts are a big way of doing that, actually. You know, music mm-hmm. is one way, sculpture, things where you use your body to bring through inspirational ideas. Yeah. And you're quiet while you're doing it. You know, you're not disturbed you're one with the imaginal realm and the process of creativity, which is very interactive. If you yeah, really get into it, so. you know, you think of something yeah. and the imaginal realm gives you back something and then you think of the next thing and then it brings you another idea, you know, and it's so much fun when you really get into it. It's addictive well, in yeah, a good it, way. <laughs> in a very good way, because you find that when you are sitting in quiet, all the answers come to you. You cannot get the answers yeah. when you're sitting wreaking havoc in your own brain where all the chatter that's going on is is consuming you so much, there's no way that an idea is going to come in. No way. Mm-hmm. Or not a new Can't idea. Happen. Right. You know, because mm-hmm. when you're in that state and you're in the left brain, what happens is you, you, you're not actually in the present moment. The left brain right. is relating to the past to get knowledge about what we did before that worked or didn't work. And let's not repeat what didn't work, so let's cut that out. And so let's only do this, and let's project that into the future. So there's, like, you know, very limited responses when you're just living in your left brain. You're not, um, you know, able to read the moment, you know, and get the information you need or the guidance you need. And the visualization process that coaches, you know, sports coaches have been talking about for decades is coming into all kinds of different areas in every realm. And it seems to be that you spoke earlier and said, you know, you think of something and then it manifests. Well, that's because when you put the, to me, the feeling of it is the fuel. You can think of something, but if there's no feeling behind it, there's no fuel, it's not going to manifest. But when you put that feeling behind it, that genuine feeling, it's going to manifest and it's probably going to manifest pretty quickly. But of course, it will manifest in the time that it's meant to manifest in. But it is also true that it's more difficult to make something happen, to manifest something when emotion is involved versus when it's just, I like that pretty dress over there and I'd like it. 
and then all of a sudden you get a bonus check and you can go buy it. You know, uh-huh. it's much easier to do the mundane manifestations, which is a great place to practice, than the emotional manifestations. Well, I think emotion can cloud things and stir things up a little bit and create like waves and, and ripples in the pond. And um, But again, if you place simply place attention on something and that's that's not an emotional process that's you know it could be a loving process or an affectionate process but it's not like highly emotional you know when you like something and you're you you understand it and you relate to it and you connect with it it's different you know it feels really good it feels just right again and and then when that feeling happens that's usually when things materialize for you you know, you don't have to will it and make it and do, you know, and, and use all this effort. It just starts to come because you've you've loved it. And I think right. love plays a big role in this, you know, affection for a particular reality. You want to work with people who get you? Well, imagine it, how it would be yeah. to be with people who don't right. criticize and put you down. You know, what would that be like? And how would your body feel? Because that feeling state is... Basically, it's dropping a higher frequency reality by when you place attention on something. Here's my my feeling about this: you actually drop the the higher vibration of the um, abstract reality down in frequency, slowly, 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 until the body can recognize it, and it becomes a sensation. You you drop the senses in. You get a tactile sense of it. You get a you know a color. You get a feeling state. And then suddenly the body gets it and goes, oh, okay, yeah, I, I know what that is. Okay, here it is, da-da. And, and yeah. then suddenly it's there. Yeah. So that's what, you know, like imagining winning in a, in a race or something, that's what um, coaches, like you're saying, have done all along. Let's imagine the smell right. of the dirt and the way the bell's going to ring and you're going to do this. And, yeah, um, and exactly the same process. Yeah, they really feel it. They really, you know, once you feel into it and you, because that's the fuel. That's the mm-hmm. fuel that you need to, to make it, because then it really is a reality. It's like putting, and I've oftentimes said to people, pretend it's a play and you're the actor, you know, and just act out the play. How do you want it to be? How do you yeah. want it to look? And you can make that happen. And people have made things happen very, very quickly when they do that, not even realizing. And and I've said this, and, and, and I notice that when I say things to people, I have to remember to hear it for myself again, because apparently I need to hear it again myself. So I, you know what I mean? So I think, you know, for, I, you know, both of us, all of us, because it's all right. one thing anyway, right? We're all yeah. interconnected. So if you say something, right. it's for you too. Yeah, yeah, it has to be, you know, yeah. Um, you just have to really take the time to do it and, and, and you, and you can do it quickly. You can do it while you're washing dishes. You can do it while you're working. While you're working, you can be saying, okay, I, I see this. Even something as mundane as, you know, you're balancing your checkbook and you say, I can see this already being reconciled. This is reconciled and done. And boom, there it is. And you think, oh, that mm-hmm. went fast. Mm-hmm. Well, it did because. And then the you, other thing is already dropping into the present moment with the actual process, no matter how mundane. And sometimes what I do is try to feel into inanimate objects you know, like a glass or a table or a chair or a tree, and go, I, I'm becoming so aware of this object that I'm actually going into it and understanding it's made of particles, uh, molecules that have a particular frequency, and then underneath that are particles of light, and then inside of that is consciousness. And so, hey, right. this coffee cup is conscious. And it's manifesting in the world with me right now in this moment to be with me. And mm-hmm. I'm being with it. You know, and so, like, if I keep pay attention that way, I will go into a communion state with an ordinary reality moment. You know, like, everything loves everything because it's all being here together. T- so it can be together. It's right. enjoying being together, you know. And then when it's time for it to release, it goes away and you're into another moment, you know. And so things materialize and dematerialize constantly, you know. And when things dematerialize, it's actually an act of grace. It's not a loss. Right. And I don't think people fully understand that, though. No, because we're form-oriented. 
see, part of what this new intuition age is going to be about is that because the the vibration of the physical plane is getting so high, we are actually merging with or being able to feel more of the vibration of the spiritual dimension. It's like they're becoming more unified because the physical is going up so high. So pretty soon we're saying, wait a minute, hey, the heaven's in the earth. It's not separate. You know, the other world's in this world. The energy world is part of the physical world. It works mm-hmm. constantly, rocking back and forth, oscillating in and out of form, form energy, form energy, and, and we're, it's not separate. And so pretty soon then we start to see, oh, the soul is my personality. You know, there's no separation there either. So who's running the show here in this life? Oh, my soul. I am the soul. I'm running my own right. show. You know, and you pr- you get it. There is no soul that you talk about as a separate entity anymore. I'm it. Right. You know, and then you become a unified self. Right. And then you become very transparent. And the fear actually disappears at that point, which is very interesting. And I think that's what we're aiming toward. You know, it's this sort of merger. Because you have, once the fear is gone, you have this knowing and the confidence Mm -hmm. is there because you have the trust. And things work out fine just the the way they should. You get what you need, you do what you want, and and you help others and they help you. And it's it's like so, so synchro mesh. You know, it's amazing how perfect it's and and perfectly it's engineered. Awesome. Yeah, and, I mean that awesome word is overused, but this is really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's very very interesting, and and we are coming into obviously we're switching into it going from like you said the information age to an intuitive age, and I'm I don't know if you've noticed this or not. I have probably again over the last ten to fifteen years. It, it's 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 difficult to to express, but. In reading the newspaper, when you get to the obituary column, the obituary column is usually a column, one to two, maybe four. Now it can be a page, page and a half. It's mm. like people are opting out left and right. They're jumping off the planet like crazy during the past mm-hmm. 10 to 15 years. There's been a huge rise. In, and everybody says, well, you know, that's because the population has grown. I don't think so. I don't no. think so. You're seeing weird freak accidents. You're seeing young people who you think, well, what happened here? You know, overdoses, strange ways. It's not normal, and yet it's the new normal. Do you think that's because those those people, those souls, couldn't handle the energy that they were coming into? Do you think that's why Mm -hmm. they're opting out? Yeah. Um, I have seen this for quite a few years, that as this Mm -hmm. process continues – um, and the energy is not stopping, it's acceleration, it's continuing, that there's almost going to be a kind of bifurcation of the earth. Um, this is mm-hmm. the visions I've had where it's almost like at a certain point time will stop for a moment, and we don't know how long it stops, but then it'll pop back in again. And people who weren't able to be um, what's you know transparent, let's say, who were stuck in linear thinking, will have their reality, you know, discombobulated, <laughs> you know, and they won't, they'll, they may not be able to come back because the energy will have increased very, very dramatically in that gap. Mm-hmm. And so they may, I think we may have, and it's not right now, but I don't know how far off it is, but we may have more mass exoduses from the planet in mass accidents or whatever, whether it's going to be illnesses or whatever. But, right. um, but then, the people who can be in their body and be in the moment and be quiet and know about right brain perception and and being, um, nothing will happen to them because they'll kind of blink out and it'll just be another moment and they'll blink back in. It'll be the same moment and they won't know anything's happened except the world will have increased in frequency and they will have adapted to it instantly as they right. have been doing all along. Um, and meanwhile, the two Earths, will be very parallel, just at slightly different frequencies, but overlapping totally. No one's going to be lost. People who have died will go reincarnate onto a planet of their own vibration, and they'll continue on evolving, and other people who've gone into higher frequencies will evolve at that level. But I think there will be a point where 
the people who are mired in fear and resistance um, and control and who refuse to change and they feel they can't handle it. It's too much. They will mm-hmm. just opt like, okay, I'll just leave now and come back in again later when it's easier. You know, um, and I think that will happen. I think we're starting to see a little bit of the beginnings of that. Yeah, I, I think so, and I think we have for a little while. You know, where it just, it just, I don't know. It was quite a few years ago where it struck me, and I thought people are just jumping off this planet left and right. You know, because everything seemed to be getting stranger to me. Yeah. And and I talked to a couple of people, and they said, Yeah, you're right. I said, Just pick up a newspaper and look at the obituary column, which is now a page, page and a half, two pages, depending on the paper. You know, it's not really normal. And I think people can't handle the energies that are coming. And, you know, sad to say, you know, I still truly believe that we all come in knowing when we're going out. We just don't know it consciously. And yeah. and, we, and we're here for and, a and purpose and I think there are reason. choice points as well. People can yeah, choose I do too. to leave earlier yeah. or later, depending yeah. on what they want to yep. do. Um, but yeah. I, think, um, I, I, I think that it's all the more reason why we want to get the word out and to get like that's why I write the books I do is to try to create real meaningful roadmaps for people like what is happening how is it happening mm-hmm. what what are the symptoms what are you going to feel how do you get through it what's coming how, what will be normal in the new time you know try to sketch out and and fluff up the uh, vision so that it becomes tactile for people you know, so and that they I can think you're have something to work toward rather than just being with a blank slate and going freaking out. Yeah. And I think that's what you've successfully done that in Leap of Perception, because it is a book that will allow people to see what is happening. And, and you can resonate with it and say, yeah, this is happening to me. OK, I thought something was going wrong. Well, it's not. You know, it's the new normal almost. <laughs> That's kind of how yeah, I felt. It, it was like, yeah, okay, this stuff is happening, and I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> well, a lot of people are getting it very rapidly, and other people, I mean, look at the politics of what's happened here. You know, it has really polarized, and a lot of people are saying, no, um, I don't want want that kind of change, or um, mm-hmm. or I want something radical. They don't know what the right. radical means. But maybe right. that's the same evolutionary um, motive, you know. They yeah, just, I think it is. More an un, un uh, it doesn't understand the process that well yet, but it's still something deep down inside of people want something to move faster and to be better, you know. So I have a hard time blaming anybody, <laughs> you know, right? Because everybody's yeah. trying their best to to evolve. And that's true. You have to look at each person and say, okay, you know, in their world, what they're doing is right. In my world, what I'm doing is right. And just because I think what they're doing isn't right doesn't mean it's wrong. You know, it just means that's just how they're they're playing their part. It's a big picture. We all have a piece of the puzzle. And we have to play out our piece of the puzzle to make the picture the picture that it needs to be. So I kind of look at it that way and think, well, they're they're doing their puzzle. Okay, that's not my piece. My piece is over here. I'm a, I'm a different part of the part of the picture. That's right. You know, I got to find. That's right. Yeah. You know, where am I going to fit yeah. in? One of the things in your book that I loved um, is one of the quotes, of course, Henry David Thoreau, and I think it kind of sums it up really nicely. It says, "We must walk consciously only partway toward our goal, and then leap into the dark to our success." And that, you know, mm-hmm. you get to yeah. that point in the book, and you realize, yeah. Okay, that's what you have to do. You you go part way, and then you have to take that leap. At some point, you just have to say, "I got to do it." And I think yeah, we all and, do and that. And it is like Elon. I can't live in my left brain all the time anymore because it doesn't really know what's going on. So I'm going to relax right. and j- let go and fall into my right brain where everything's connected, and let myself be shown. You know, there is something in there. You know, it's not like a void. It's it's the great wisdom of of the soul of the collective souls. You know, it's all there. When you let go, you don't fall into nothingness. <laughs> you fall more into right. everythingness. You know, and it, that's the irony or the cosmic joke. Um, we're so afraid to but let I think go you of have form, to... the form that we know. You know, yeah. that's so familiar to get to the new form that's even better. But like anything. 
it's difficult to do the first time and sometimes even the second or third because you still have that, I don't know, is it going to work? I don't know if it's going to work. And But with practice, <laughs> right. it will. With practice, you get it right. and you realize, okay, wait, there is a safety net here. You know, and the safety yep. net is just trust. Trust and faith is your safety net. Mm-hmm. And And then realizing that surprise is actually fun and that mm-hmm. things do improve. And that even, you know, even if things seem to not be improving, all it is is just all the interferences clearing. That's true. You know, the yes buts that were keeping you from the the bigger flow. Yeah. You know, and you start to realize that it's, oh, okay, thank you. Here's another one. I just need to get rid of this, figure it out, and right. let it go. And then you're, like, mm-hmm. so much more open after that that everything accelerates and you go whoosh, you know, and go forward. Um, it's but kind of like to, when like you're, you're right. You have to feel it. You have to live it several times through in order for your body to get used to that. Because we're used to, to things to get, being fairly slow, right? And logical, yep. and and you know, cause and effect. A B. Put in your dues. Do the you know, right. maybe in therapy for ten years, and maybe you'll get some and that's results. Not the, right. And that's not. <laughs> and the not anymore. anymore. I mean, we're no. getting instantaneous healing now. It's yeah, it's true. It is. It is. Uh, I cannot believe that we are almost at the top of the hour, Penny. Um, before we go, though, would you tell our listeners how many, how they may learn more about you and where they may purchase your book, Leap of Perception? Well, my books are, you know, I've got like ten books. Um, Leap mm-hmm. of Perception is the last one, and it's now just out in paperback, so that's why we're talking about it tonight. But. Before that was Frequency, the the Power of Personal Vibration, which is a very popular book and gives a lot of explanation of this. And before that was The Intuitive Way. Um, it's a course on intuition development. And so those three books are what I call the Transformation Trilogy. But I have other books on dreams and all kinds of stuff. They're all on Amazon. They're all on Barnes & Noble and Kobo and, you know, online anywhere. But my my website is just my name, pennypierce.com. And it's spelled a little oddly. It's P-E-N-N-E-Y and then P-E-I-R-C-E. So, yeah, there's lots of free stuff on my website. And um, I do do personal consultations when I can. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. uh, there's all kinds of information on that as well there. So it's easy to find out. Lots of good information, and the book is great, and, you know, it is the holiday season, so check out the books and make a few selections and, and, you know, give the gift of helping people get through the intense energy that's happening right now. That that could be a wonderful thing to give someone. So, you know, and for yourself. Who says you can't gift yourself? You can. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. So, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we are meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everybody you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place as well. So, Penny, thank you again so much for taking time to join us here at Energy Awareness Radio. It has been a real pleasure having you on the air. I appreciate your time very, very much. It has been for me too. Very nice and fluid and enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, it was lots of fun. (laughs) So on behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, a lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events. And please be sure to check out our charitable organization for kids. Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, where we believe we are making a brighter tomorrow by giving children a better today. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
When I remember how 